Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work, live and love games in this lovely city of ours, or at least inside our homes, inside this lovely city of ours. Every show is designed to let you know all that is going on in games, in Sheffield, and most importantly, in games and in Sheffield at the same time. Uh, my name is Connor Clark from the National Video Game Museum, and today I am joined by Matt Turner. Hi, I'm Matt. I, uh, when I'm not, you know, locked in my home, I am teaching people to play board games, uh, running tabletop games, and generally uh, doing speaking about things in podcast times. Mm-hmm. At uh, those things I do uh, for pay at the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. Ace. Awesome. And I'm also joined by Jade, the Knox Bear Knox. Hi, I'm Jade, a Women in Games ambassador. I am also a Twitch streamer and community manager for a social media network called Ember. Awesome. How, how, how are you doing both? Um, normally I'm kind, of, I'm kind of optimistic and like positive and waiting for your things, but this week's just been an absolute grind for me, so I'm feeling down. Please cheer oh. me up. Oh no, I've got nothing. <laughs> oh well, let, let, let me tell you both something. Let me t- let me tell you both something. Okay. Uh, the the my birthday present finally arrived uh, <gasps> from from my brother. It's um, Legend of Zelda: uh, Age of Calamity, the uh, Dynasty Warriors game that is set in the uh, Breath of the Wild universe. Mm. And nice. It's good. It's really oh. good. Mm-hmm. It's good fun. Like, um, it's good fun messing about in a Muso game, you know, mm-hmm. that so closely uh, resembles Zelda combat, mm-hmm. right? Which is pretty cool. Uh, but secondly, you're running around, I don't know if you guys have played, I, I think you guys have played Breath of the Wild. Um, and in that game, the, the story I would describe as minimalist, mm-hmm. um, you get flashbacks. And some of the flashbacks you only get if you try and match up the photo album stuff and try and like do some extra work, legwork. Yeah, which was a lot of legwork and was kind of I, I I'm 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 not usually driven by story, but I really wanted to find out the story because it hints the hints are really exciting and cool and intriguing. But like finding this one image from this certain angle somewhere on the map, like yeah, it was <laughs> really hard work. It yeah. was re- like hours and hours of work. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, this is set during the time that all those cuts, a lot of those cutscenes take place. Mm. Um, so, like, you are, you know, in Hyrule pre calamity, um, mm. as just sort of the forces of darkness are kind of descending, and um, you're still collecting together the four people from the various places, trying to get them crammed into the divine beasts so that they can uh, they can uh, pilot them, um, and uh, you kind of. Uh, firstly, a little bit of a spoiler for gameplay. You get to drive around in the Divine Beasts. Oh. Um, so you know those temples that you do in Breath of the Wild? You get mm-hmm. to shoot the lasers out of them at enemies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, yeah, uh, the... Like, for instance, so Sidon, which is the, the guy, if you don't remember, like, I don't want to get too specific, but he's the big fish man with a cool smile. Mm. Um... Uh, who you meet? Um, okay. He's like a baby. He's like a baby in this game. So, so it's I mean, just like it's a hundred years, right? So is it is set a hundred years in the past? Yes. Right? Yeah. So the only like living people are so you know half the people are dead, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then half the people are just crazy long lived. 
Um, it is it is weird. Um, the uh, the whole thing is I'm just still unpacking it, right? I'm trying to figure out what timelines are and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you've got a fully fledged story, and then you are trying to like beam that forward in your head to what you experienced in uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. I, I, I the demo's free, I think, and you got to play like the first yes. level where you play as as Link and as um somebody else i cannot remember because i just I didn't uh, and remember. as impa <laughs> yes impa who is an old old woman uh yes. she's like sat in her like little dojo and her, and her granddaughter's looking after her um yeah. and uh yeah that's and, and so I, I i enjoyed it a lot like i do um i do like the dynasty warriors games I remember getting the first dynasty warriors game on a ps2 demo disc right and just thinking like what on earth is this you just get to run around and beat up hundreds of people like power yeah. fantasy to the extreme right oh yeah, um, yeah and yeah and so i kind of i like jumping in them but i've never actually i don't think i've ever actually owned one right um so maybe 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 this is the one maybe this is the one to kind of um to convert me to be a dynasty warriors player um because it's a big catharsis game i yeah. think lot of lot of like you know you know because it's not exactly high high tension combat mm-hmm. you're just you're just cutting through swathes upon swathes of people it's it's not not difficult it's just you know sort of um it's not dark souls yeah. um and you know like the majority of enemies that you're fighting are going to go down in two or three hits and you're just going to feel like you're mowing the lawn sometimes mm-hmm mm-hmm I mean, yeah, that's sometimes when you just want something easy, right? When life yeah. is hard, when outside is hard, I just want something easy. I want to be able to mow down a hundred people with one hit. Like <laughs> that is. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. um, it's 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 good fun. I'm having a great time. Um, just kind of trickling through that game. Uh, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where the story goes, mm-hmm. and uh, you get to play as like a countless characters you know dynasty warriors are famous for for you know having loads of characters um mm-hmm. so uh yeah you get to uh, I, I was the big goron guy threw a rock at someone had a great time <laughs> doom in the chat called it uh the uh, dynasty warriors is a lawnmower sim and i think that's a good point <laughs> um, i've not mowed yeah. my lawn uh jade have you been playing anything anything fun this past week uh yeah um because i've sort of like had work brain a bit because of this whole job situation um, I decided to sit on the sofa and play my, uh, well, I've homebrewed my 3DS, and I don't know if I should say that or not, but I've been Ooh. playing the Minish Cap, so mm-hmm. it's a GBA uh, release, and I've got all the way now to the final boss, and it is nails hard, and if you ever, if you play it before, you'll know what I mean, if not, if you look at it on YouTube, it's endless, you know how, like, you do three hits, normally transform, you sort of have to go at them again, mm-hmm. this yeah. is just endless, like, horribleness and he's really cool like i think he's called Infarti. um and it's he's an awesome character but he's just so difficult to to be i can't get past the first round of like hits and throws at me so Ooh. that's hard um oh man i know but to counteract that i have been playing a little bit of firewatch that's been really good as well and mm-hmm. um, it was connor who recommended that to me and that's that's really chill and nice and a bit spoopy and i a raccoon came out and i squealed um <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, it's yeah, it's really nice. Nice, nice. Yeah, Firewatch. That is a uh, you're just kind of sitting in the forest, aren't you? And then you just gotta explore a few things. I printed off the physical map for it as a like I wanted to play it without actually getting up the in-game map and just following. I think the, the, it's Brian. Is it? No, okay. Yeah. I'm not, actually, I'm not got round to it yet, so I I, I might do. Um, I think it's the right click to zoom that throws me off quite a lot. 
mm-hmm. because you sort of you're pressing pressing M and then it's just the right click feels really funky for now. It just doesn't feel natural. You said you've been you homebrewed your 3DS. I want to hear more about that. Um, I don't know how much I can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's all it's all it's all legal. I'm sure, fine. But we're playing GBA games on DS. GBA games are allowed on DS. You just homebrewing just means buying games. Wink, wink. I'm winking right now. Certainly uh, play them on like the small um, DS because obviously there's that, that part at the bottom that slides out and you can put your GBA games in there. But yeah. a 3DS Excel does not have that feature, but mine oh. does now. Maybe more <laughs> off stream. Well, I we... think I think there's 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 an aspect to which um, this game this podcast is often about games preservation and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know that sort of like making sure that the cultural impact of uh, and uh, uh, the artifact of games is preserved. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are only certain ways to do that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I could probably find a copy. <laughs> <laughs> my my official pr- position as a as a as an employee of the National Video Game Museum is that, um, yes, obviously, kind of make sure that everybody... We, we want to preserve games in the best way possible. And actually, emulation's a part of that in a certain way. Um, as long as it's all done safely, legally, uh, emulation will be what keeps games playable for a lot longer time than they normally are. Uh, games industry is all about kind of innovating and updating and making things obsolete. So let's... Yeah, I like let's what Leah said in the chat. <laughs> The what? DS has been optimized. <laughs> <laughs> optimized. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Spruced. <laughs> <laughs> so a bit of a little bit of uh, news this week. A bit, a bit of kind of rubbish news this week is obviously Boris Johnson um, came out and said that lockdown is going to be going on until at least March the eighth, um, or at least for schools anyway, and then. It will well. That's hopefully it's sometime in, in in kind of March. We'll go back to the tier system, and then we'll as the vaccine gets out and the summer comes in. Hopefully things will start to open back up again. So that's kind of been the the point of my kind of the the source of my malaise, I suppose, this week. But um, how's how, how's lockdown living for you both? I don't want I don't want to get too real. I suppose let's keep it positive. But um, but how's how, how's lockdown looking for you? Uh, I mean, I am not like not we're not at work, you know. I'm not work, like I'm I'm furloughed from from Treehouse still, so <laughs> it's kind of um, more of the same for me. I just kind of keep on with my own product when I can. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would I'd be lying if I said that you know uh, the last few months of lockdown hadn't like had an impact on me and and that I hadn't slowed down in those pursuits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said as much on Twitter. Uh, that like everything kind of grinds to a halt after a while when you can't mm. quite uh, make uh, make kind of stuff happen. But the good thing is, I think the uh, part of what was causing me a bunch of stress was that you know, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a lockdown, we were ha- having to move house because uh, mm. I, I love to say mm. um, we found a house to go to. So um, mm. that is great, and um, hopefully that is going to end up being way less stress. Um, so we'll be, uh, we'll be moving house and, and, you know, our only, our only concern now is whether we can get internet set up in time, um, to, oh. to actually move there. Never happens. Never. That's the one thing <laughs> every time I've moved house about five times in the last five or six years. And always I'm having to wait a week or two and relying on my, my generous data on my phone just to stream anything. <laughs> 
Yeah, the um, well, one of us worked for an internet company, so we'll see if that if that uh, <laughs> helps in the slightest. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so we, like, there's this weird thing where none of the stress actually feels like it's come off, but um, mm. it has. It should have. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that. I'm just waiting for that check to clear. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's great news. That is that is really kind of positive news. I know that was a. a having to move in a lockdown in January is just absolute nightmare scenario. So yeah. um, I'm super glad you found somewhere. Um, you're still based in Sheffield, right? We don't need to kick you off the podcast. Oh, yeah, of course, of <laughs> course. I'm, I'm, I'm moving two blocks over, basically. No, not, I'm moving about 10 minutes up the road. <laughs> nice, nice, awesome. Um, I've had a little bit of positivity this week that I, will, that I would like to share. And uh, this is because this is your, uh, your weekly Met Boy update. Of course. Um, Your weekly Met Boy update. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the little intro. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, Jade. I know it's probably getting That's really okay. annoying. <laughs> I'll recline. Oh, you see? This is good. This is good. This is what you got. Yes, Met Boy. The chat uh, is going crazy for chat is Met Boy. up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weekly Met Boy update. There's been an update to Met Boy. Uh, in preparation of the upcoming Switch release of Super Met Boy, uh, the mobile game, the free mobile game, has released a new update with some new characters. I've managed to bag both of them, both Met Girl and Met Bomber. I don't know if anyone else has. I don't know if you're st- still playing it, Matt. Or I yeah, I haven't done any this week yet, but I'll be I'll be I'll be uh, jumping on as soon as I get a moment. Nice. Um, the new chips, right? They've they chucked a couple more chips in. Yeah, yeah. There is uh, there's Met Girl seems to be kind of a health health focused little chip, um, and Met Bomber is a gold focused chip, which is what I really want. So I've not got the yeah. highest level yet, but I want myself a legendary Met Bomber because um, he should be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, and that's that, that that's that's your Met Boy news. Oh, actually, other news in regards to that is that at the moment, we spoke last week about how impressed we were that we had 70 or 80 kind of um, Met Boy players. And actually, when we opened it on the stream last week, we had 100 Met Boy players in Europe um, that past week. Well, as of about an hour before recording this, we'd actually hit 180 players this past week alone. Uh, Total players in Europe for the game is now at about 550, which means we've nearly tripled the Europe player base since started playing this back in uh, late December, um, which is just amazing. And there's just been a really Great. source of pride. I'm having more fun trying to get people to play Met Boy than I am actually playing Met Boy. Um, so, yeah. What an ad. You know what, what hasn't been, uh, uh, hasn't seen that same uptick though, Connor? Okay, what? The official, Met, uh, the unofficial Met Boy Discord server. <laughs> That's a good point. I, yeah, I, I decided to create an English-speaking Met Boy uh, Discord server, um, but then never really shared it anywhere. So it's just it, it's just me and Matt, and it? it's just me and Connor sat in the sat in one Discord. Oh, that's really cute. So what, what's what's basically happened is Connor's made a bunch of rules for me talking to him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, just checking. Just checking the the, the the scores. Scores on the doors. Uh, Europe are top of the the annual or top of the worldwide leaderboards. Um, more than well, pretty much tripling the second place score with 188 players, um, including Plankton, who is leading the charge this week. Um, Plankton. 
plankton. Uh, Put I've, it on your plankton. I've also like this week. I just set a, I set a single score of about thirty thousand, which is you know less than half of what I what I can do if I really flex, right? Um, oh my god! <laughs> but it was good because it it allowed people to kind of um, have a score that was kind of uh, beatable. So currently I'm only third on the leaderboards, but I am gonna probably have play tonight or tomorrow morning and just kind of wipe the floor with everyone just just to give them something to aim for you know um <laughs> yeah i think I, I beat you like one time <laughs> and it was like not your best run <laughs> you had it last week i could not top it i did try i genuinely did try and i just could not beat it so um <laughs> thank you all for chat for uh for letting me have my met boy update i'll be back next week don't worry or at least sometime in february when the official switch version is given a release date we know it's going to be february we don't know when in February yet, um, but it will be on Switch, and I'm going to be going crazy about it. So that's the end of the weekly Met Boy update. Uh, thank you all. Uh, right, we'll move on. Uh, other kind of um, other kind of weird fun news. Uh, we, we, I think we've got to discuss this um, because the, the 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 title of the podcast is called this. But stonks. This this isn't really gaming news, I suppose, or games news, but it is. It's related. Right, it's, it's it's game a gaming shop adjacent news, yeah. right? Yeah, and and in many ways, the stock market is a game to some people. Did yeah. anyone have stocks in it? No. no, no, I don't even know how to buy them. Oh, see, I've I've got a WhatsApp group with some old friends, and they're all like, "Yeah, I bought like I bought AMC stocks the other day. I bought GameStop stocks." I was like, "What? Like, is this just is this just a thing that just is it like?" You know, gambling on football or betting on football or something that just like yeah, it's, a lot it's more people do than you think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gambling with slightly better odds, I think. Yeah, so um, I mean, if you had bought GameStop stocks, you would be absolutely uh, racking them up at the moment um, because there's it's it's currently at about three hundred and fifty dollars per stock. When about mm. November last year, it was at five dollars, so it's up. Someone do the maths. Yeah, not me. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot. I think is the the exact number of percent. Um, yeah, I know it's a lot of people made a lot of money uh, on that, um, and you know inevitably someone's going to left be left holding the ball uh, when they crash. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh, you know if you got in when they were five dollars, or when you if you got in when they were even you know, like twenty five dollars, you. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely singing, um, and uh, I, it was all based on a subreddit, right? It was all based mm. on on um, uh, what was it, Wall Street bets um, mm -hmm. that uh, that decided, hey, look, this um, these hedge funds are going to short uh, GameStop because they're expecting it to fold, expecting it to fail, expecting it to drop um, in, mm -hmm. in stock price, so they started pushing it up, um, <laughs> and. Uh, They'd, they'd borrowed these shares, so now they've got to pay back. These hedge funds have, gonna, have now got to pay back um, a bunch mm -hmm. of shares. I'm not a stockbroker. I've got no, no idea. But this is basically what I've, I've, I've kind of uh, drawn from the news. Um, mm -hmm. and, at 30 uh, and times now... the price they bought them for, or at least not more than that as well. So it is going to, well, I think from what I've seen is, as from what I've seen is today is the final day. So probably even at time of recording, like the... Um, the day in which the short, and I'm, we're not going to try and explain it because about a thousand people on Twitter are trying to explain it. So just just go on yeah. there. Like, everyone will have their, <laughs> this, this is a simplified version. Um, but today I think it's the final day for when they have to return the stocks and it's going to really kill off this hedge fund. So um, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it has been kind of 
fun and I think nice to see it because you know eat the rich and all that and uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, quite, I've quite enjoyed I've quite enjoyed keeping an eye on the, uh, the how the, the gamers have basically <laughs> um, stuffed these massive hedge funds that have learnt nothing from two thousand and eight. Well, it is a game, isn't it? It is a game, like in in, to, in many cases, like the the financial market is a game that people have been that that like people who do are stockbrokers learn game theory to figure out what rational people do when it, on markets, mm-hmm. um, and the reason that they've been taken off guard is because people aren't being rational. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is is uh, you know buying as a big sort of like screw you to um, to the, the same kind of. Uh, people who were responsible for for, for 2008 they, i just saw I, lo- I saw a lovely twitter thread of just um join those t- join the 2008 occupy wall street um protests 2008 2009 um there was some lovely pictures of of just sort of like stockbrokers uh drinking champagne and looking down from a, on a balcony mm-hmm. at the occupy wall street protesters and it's just sort of nice to imagine people those people with less of a smile on their face <laughs> Um, <laughs> don't, I know it's I know it's sort of uh, bitter, but it's um, it's as if it's a, a a very small way of the world feeling like it's writing itself. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's Schadenfreude, and it is uh, mm. just nice, nice to see stuff them. Who cares? They'll be fine anyway. That's the most annoying part, right? So what? They've lost a couple of billion. They're still like, what is it like? Um, Donald Trump, right? You know. Obviously, ex-president of the United States is going to get sued for everything. He probably has minus hundreds of millions of dollars and is going to be really, you know, up, you know, the creek for that. But he still mm. lives in a bedroom made of gold. So <laughs> he's still <laughs> going to have several boats. Yeah. Right, so, like, whatever. Um, you know what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that stonks. Um, anyone got any financial advice for anybody who might be might be thinking about investing in GameStop stocks? Well, I'd, no, I think it's too late now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk it. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, like I've heard that a lot of people are getting, um, you know, sort of more into it now, which is, which is, you know, in good in one way. Although apparently the apps that people were using are stopping them using them uh, mm. for for those things anymore. So it's one rule for uh, for some people and another for for others. But um, the uh, tell you what, I mean, speaking of, you know, there were all those all that money. Mm-hmm. Activision sure made a lot, right? Oh boy! Hey, I didn't, I didn't see uh, that. No, what's that? Was, uh, yeah, it was it was some kind of record turnover. I can't remember exactly what exactly the number, but uh, yeah. Um, Wasn't it also they, a record like amount of people that they sacked this year as well? At least I swear yes. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's. Um, I think we sometimes forget that Activision Blizzard is a uh, uh, a Fortune five hundred company and act what act like one but i'm gonna that's that's where i'm gonna wind my neck in <laughs> hey uh and a final bit of kind of fun news before we talk on stuff that's happening kind of in games and in sheffield and in the local area um so there's been two big kind of mid noughties revivals this past week um just today bebo was announced that it was returning um yeah did anyone anyone have Bebo? I was a MySpace yeah. kid. I was a MySpace kid, so I had them all, but I've seen the friends. Yeah, definitely. I like I had them I had both. Uh what? certainly. It's like, I swear in my like social circle, nobody even touched Bebo. What did Bebo do that MySpace didn't? Bebo uh, people at school, I found. Like everybody at school had it and then all the alternative people kind of had MySpace. 
And Bebo okay. was just like, he could do kind of like status updates if I remember right, and he could put pictures up. I'm sure you can sort of like this sort of wall type system, a bit like MySpace, that you could leave a comment on someone's page. Um, mm. But it, it wasn't just good. I didn't think you could put a, like a, a song up there. Like one of my favorite things about being on MySpace was like, I'm going to force you to listen to my current favorite song whenever you look at my face. Mm-hmm. That was like a great part of it. The, um, the, the the differences, I guess, were mainly that like MySpace allowed you to do a bit of HTML poking around and, and, yeah. and sort of mess, really customize your space. I know uh, web designers that started with MySpace. That, like, just, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just suddenly progressed into CSS. And then next thing you know, they're making like these massive websites. The, this is how I ended up like <laughs> sort of recognizing that like I, I, I would probably credit MySpace with teaching, like, with breaking me of my teenage boy uh, uh, illusions that that girls don't know computers and coding and stuff. <laughs> um, because every, like, every girl I spoke to had absolutely cracked on with learning HTML, mm-hmm. and none of my friends knew anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a bit earlier, like, that was Neopets for me, because I had to use HTML and stuff to, to make your guild look pretty. So that's where I sort of really got stuck in. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, Bebo was, I would say, a proto MySpace. Sorry, a proto Facebook. Right? It was mm-hmm. uh, ready-made. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have to mess around with it. You didn't. You weren't different to other people if you had a default one. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, you, and then you could also there were like whiteboards on people's pages, and I thought that was pretty cool. You could like draw a picture on someone's page with with uh, so you could see what people had doodled on their on their page. Of course, like I, nowadays, I love that idea. Just, do that on someone's like Discord profile picture. Imagine if you could just draw on someone's like Discord. That's great. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Well, they'd be used for abuse, obviously, <laughs> because uh, we live in 2021. Uh, but you know, back then you'd just draw uh, penises on people's whiteboards, and it was great. And that wasn't abuse back then, but <laughs> it was all good fun. It was all in good fun, good, clean, wholesome fun. <laughs> I remember back in the day, we used to sit out on the porch with a rocking chair and we'd draw penises all over each other's people page. Well, talking about... <laughs> talking about kind of good, wholesome fun, another kind of big revival that happened this week, um, well, I'm not sure it was a revival, in fact, it was a bit of a revolt, um, was against Habbo Hotel. So did anyone, did anyone here use Habbo Hotel around the same period? A couple of times. A Definitely. Of times. So, so Habbo Hotel, apparently, in the year 2021, still has 800,000 active monthly users. R- right? What? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, it's just, uh, it's still a thing. I don't know. It's a, obviously the browser-based kind of chat room. Just search in Habbo Hotel. You will find it. Um, I can't believe it. Like, because it was... <laughs> It died. It, it died a massive a death, didn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was a huge a mess. mess. It, it. It. I mean, I. I, I probably played it uh, way more than I ever should have done. Um, but like, <laughs> I remember, like, must have been early, like early two thousand tens, thinking, "Oh, Habbo mm. Hotel. Wow, that was ancient. Let's go back and check what that's like." And it was just. It was still a mess. It was the exact same, and it was just ridiculous. And I am amazed it's still going. Fifteen years. It must be after it started. Um, I think, it was, I think it was in the news. It was like in the news for having there having been a, rumbled a bunch of paedophile rings on it or something, I think. Oh. Really? Yeah. 
Cool. Um, well, so let's <laughs> like like well, I, I mean I I bring it up because like it was a mess. There was very little moderation. Mm -hmm. Like even when I was a child, there was very little moderation. Mm -hmm. It was um, a free for all uh, chat room, except there were like physical manifestations. There were status symbols that you could buy, and you know people would trust you if you'd spent money. It used to replace it with like bother or something whenever you tried to use a swear word. Bother. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Bobba bothering L. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, apparently people got annoyed anyway because Habo moved to a new hosting thing and it's now charged like a monthly subscription um, so they can really kind of make bank over those 800,000 monthly active users. I don't know. I don't think I'm not going to go back. Um, no, God no. <laughs> it was it was a. I mean, my entire time playing Habbo Hotel was genuinely at in the playground at school. Not even that in the playground. That in in the classroom. We did for the, for us inside kids who didn't uh, who didn't do much kicking over the, the ball in various directions. We um, we preferred to stay inside on the computer in the classroom completely unsupervised um because that was that was the that was the style at the time mm -hmm. um and uh, we would we would just be on have a hotel and doing flash games and now flash is dead mm -hmm. um but uh yeah the the i distinctly remember the reason that they stopped us playing uh online games in class um like not in class but you know in the classroom at, at, at uh, break times and it was because at the time it was just seen as an educational tool. It's like being on the Internet was just a thing that is, is, is good for children to do. Um, and uh, the oh, uh, times have the, changed. The reason that we got the reason that we got uh, stopped from doing it is because somebody tried to um, type. Someone tried to get onto the CBBC website. Um, but pretty, pretty, if you type cool. in CBBC.com, it used to bring up Chester Bodybuilding Club. And um, that on its front page had a, a, just a, a picture of a swimmer coming out of the water, which is quite a normal thing for a bodybuilding club to, page to have, I suppose. <laughs> um, but someone in our class decided to set that picture as the background image for the computer, and then thenceforth we were not allowed to uh, we were not allowed to go on the computer at play playtime. To you inside kids, you troublesome inside kids. <laughs> Yes, well, uh, yeah, uh, we were we were very cross with that individual. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ace, awesome. Well, I'm not going to go back to Habbo. Anyone go back to Bebo? Is that is that anyone's on anyone's agenda? I'm cutting down social media. It's not trying to get on more of them. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It feels like the the hegemony's already established. Uh, unless Bebo does something to massively disrupt the market, I'm you know. And Bebo ain't, ain't it, Chief. <laughs> Bob's not. Well, we'll see. Who knows? Um, so the rest, uh, uh, got some more kind of really cool gaming news, um, games news for everyone. Um, and in fact, I've got I've got four bits of games news that I kind of want to get across. Um, and it's kind of a big, I don't know, an on-ramp for people that might be sat at home and don't work in games at all, but might want to actually work in games. Because we've got news um, that I want to chat about that is, that is basically for those that are interested in what it's like working with games. We've got news for those that might want to take the first steps in working with games. I've got news for those that want to take their game career to the next level. And also, I've got news for those that want to kind of uh, elevate someone else to the next level as to the next level as well. Um, 
So I've kind of built it up there. But um, but the bit the, the news I wanted to talk about is actually next week, next Friday um, in the morning. So just before we kind of film the podcast uh, later on in the afternoon, uh, it's the Yorkshire Games Festival, which is being ran by the Science and Media Museum. Um, so yeah, that sounds fun. And obviously we've we did mention it last week, and we kind of I'll mm-hmm. say it again this week. We are going to be there, and we're actually going to be doing the official. Yorkshire Games Festival podcast as well, which will happen after the show. Um, are we excited, everyone? Are we? Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to be picked up in that hot air balloon to be carried over the Games Festival, and we're going to be. Is it or is it a blimp? Uh, we're we're, we're going to be kind of commentating from the sky, show, telling everyone where everything is. is that uh, is that not not how it's. Ooh. When I said the cloud, I think um, I think I meant something. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be sat at home at our computers, just as we are every day. <laughs> hey, just about balloons. I haven't seen a balloon in ages. Does anybody know why, or is it just coincidence? I, lo- I lost you a little bit there, Jay. What, what, what's that? I haven't seen a hot air balloon in ages. I feel like I used to see them more. And now I don't see, I know I'm not out as much, but I've not seen them in years. Whereas I'm pretty sure I used to just cash a few. In oh, <laughs> years? Not even lockdown, just like in general. I haven't seen them in years. Maybe I'm just not looking, but they, I feel... they used to fill them with COVID to make them fly. Oh. So that's, 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 that's the main problem. All right. Yeah. yeah. That but, makes sense. But... Thank you. I did. I do remember um, very uh, well. Towards the end of the first lockdown that we had last year, um, going outside and seeing like plain like trails in the air and just being amazed because I hadn't seen them for a few months. I like, saying, "Oh my god, planes are back!" Can you remember planes? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, right, remember planes? <laughs> so uh, I, I, no, there's lots, lots of hot air balloons. Maybe, maybe they're just not flying above Sheffield. Who knows? Um, but we're not in one. That's a fact. Uh, we are going to be uh, behind our computer screens. Um, but we are, as a part of the Yorkshire Games Fest, um, Doom in chat has just put that he's uh, booked his annual leave off. Nice for the day. Me um, too. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so throughout the whole kind of day, we're going to be watching lots of kind of different talks from lots of different people. Um, I'll give you a brief, brief lowdown for everyone, all listeners that might be interested in attending. Uh, Max Piers is going to be there giving a talk about making level design but for combat. Um, if you don't know who Max is, they are the level designer for CD Projekt Red. Uh, obviously, recently Ooh. released uh, Cyberpunk 2077 and created all the Witcher games. So Max knows a thing or two about yeah. level design and about combat. Um, Sally Ann Hofton from Epic, Epic Games, obviously one of the biggest game studios in the world, will be there. And is going to be discussing about how game technology is used in film, VFX and in TV. Um, one of the big things around, around game careers is that if you train to be a game designer, right, it's obviously it's a very competitive industry, so you may not be able to take your skill sets actually into games. Don't worry about it, because that skill set is designed by lots of people, particularly those in like film VFX and TV as well. They are leading the way. Games games programmers and games kind of effects artists are leading the way there. Um, so selling, uh, talking about that. They use the Unreal Engine for uh, for the volume in Disney, right? So the Mandalorian mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's all. All the planets that they're on, they just they don't go to a location. They just shoot it in a big, weird virtual reality holodeck. Have, um, have you seen it? Have you seen and, the screen they have? It, the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's amazing. It's massive. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Who else is going to be there? So Lucy uh, Karekidu is going to be there talking about character design and games. They are freelance character artists that have worked on lots of games. Uh, Max Mead from Ubisoft is also going to be there. Uh, he's going to be talking about what it's like to be an environment artist. And then another talk, and this is a uh, really exciting one actually. So Melissa Phillips, from, who is the head, the CEO of Silver Rain Studios, is going to be talking about the things that uh, she's learned in setting up and running a game studio. Um, and all those kind of lessons. And what's really exciting about that is that on our podcast later on this afternoon, Melissa's going to be our special guest. So Melissa's going to be here. So Matt, Jade, best behavior. Um, Always. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Just so, because obviously Mel's going to be there and we're going to talk about kind of all the talks that happened on uh, throughout the day, which should be really fun, really cool. So yeah. Um, as, As the bad boy of... Uh, of the SGP, I will attempt to uh, I'll attempt to be on my best behaviour. I can't promise anything. We appreciate it, but <laughs> are you also going <laughs> to both be there for the the pub quiz, which is happening after our podcast? Because we're going to need to create a bu- pub quiz team, right? Yeah, why not? Yes, cool. Uh, Doom, so. Doom, start reading up. We're going to need your games knowledge uh, in the chat. Anyone else in the chat who wants to join the pub quiz at seven pm on uh, next Friday? We need a team. We're going to build it. I'm going, to, I'm going to smash it. Um, cool. So the, that's the Oxford Games Fest. That is happening, like I said, next Friday. Uh, if you do want to uh, attend the game talks, you can buy tickets online. I think they're about £10 or £5 concessions um, for a whole kind of day's worth of talks. Um, we'll be on Twitch as normal. So um, if you haven't got a ticket, you can still join us. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah. But we are be on a few hours earlier than normal. Uh, other kind of news, so that was obviously for those that are kind of interested in games and what working games is like, but if you actually want to take your first steps into maybe starting a career in games, um, my kind of charity, the charity I work for, the BGI, which does run the National Video Game Museum, we actually announced a really cool project this week too. Um, and we've not announced it publicly yet to, con- to consumers, we've only announced it within the industry, but I'm able to share it, so I'm going to kind of talk about it. Um, so Games Careers Week uh, is an initiative that we're launching, the BGI is launching, in partnership with uh, Into Games and Grads in Games, which are both kind of games pathways, career pathways initiatives. Uh, so from the 26th of March to the 2nd of April, we're basically going to be running an entire week and we're getting loads of educators involved, we're getting loads of games companies involved, um, just to basically run events about what it's like working in the games industry and basically reaching out to the next generation of game developers, right? And that's, you know, it can be people as young as in primary school that we're going to be doing kind of workshops for, but also people that might kind of be, you know, older and are thinking about a career change and going into games, reaching all across that spectrum um, of people that might want to kind of get into games. So if you do, if you are interested in a career in games, there's going to be a whole week full of like workshops, online stuff, um, which should be kind of really exciting and everything's going to be kind of free and just kind of fun to attend. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So more information on that to come, um, but that has basically launched. If you search Games Careers Week on Google, we'll probably come up as the the, the, the website link or to search gamescareersweek.org um, and you can find out more information there and you can sign up as well if you want to see more information straight in your inbox. So also, if you're an educator or uh, work for a games uh, company and you're listening to this podcast and you might want to get involved with that, there's an open sign up at the moment for people that might want to run events um, and get in touch with us and then we'll see how we can help out. That's really cool to sort of bridge that gap. I love it. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of, lot of cool stuff going on. Um, 
one big thing we want to do as well uh, throughout the week is basically highlight the diversity of people that are working within games as well um i think when because you know i think the uk the uk independent entertainment uh uk interactive entertainment kind of association did a big survey about game players in the uk and mm -hmm. you know they take their kind of demographic information right of, of all people that play games and they found that the gender split, the kind of binary gender split between male and female the people that, 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 that work games, not including kind of those that might identify not as, as, as either of those, but it's 50-50, right? Um, it's the people that play games are kind of totally kind of even split in regards to kind of those, those two genders. Um, but is that reflective in the people that make games themselves? Probably not. In fact, if I'm, I'm saying probably not. It isn't, right? It isn't. You know, games in, in general are this kind of, you know, this kind of white old guy with beard that make games, right? That is that is the general kind of game designer. Uh, what I think yeah. one thing we want to do with kind of Games Careers Week is really kind of reach out across kind of, across a kind of really diverse audience um, and hope that the, uh, the the industry, the diversity within the industry, can then start to reflect that within the, the players as well. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a good week. Well, there's yeah. lots of stuff we want to do with it. That's pretty much the entire goal of the Women in Games, like, the, the group. Um, so it might be worth just maybe speaking to them if that would be helpful at all. Because that obviously they push, obviously, for people identify as female to get jobs in those industries. Like the Discord, there's um, channels for sharing jobs, jobs that are wanted. And we have weekly discussions about um, sort of what we do, how we're trying to progress, things that help us back. Um, so that's a really good place to like to be. So, so yeah, it's excellent. Um, and I think they're really trying to sort of get that 50-50 split um, mm. yeah, across across all sort of jobs in the industry, not just like developing and designing and stuff like that. Mm. Mm, absolutely i think um i I'm, I'm 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 pretty sure that we have reached out to women in games already so there might be some conversations going on there but absolutely that would be that would be ace and you are sheffield's resident uh women in games ambassador i suppose um mm -hmm. so in fact you've um recently uh have been reached out to a few people within the women in games network and you kind of found out about their work so i was wondering jade if you're, uh, if you'd like, would you be able to just kind of share a bit of information about our kind of our weekly kind of highlight from the women in games community? To bear with me while I open my notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Obviously, uh, this podcast, uh, if you're listening in, uh, this podcast is also streamed on Twitch. So uh, this segment where we kind of talk about um, someone from the Women in Games Network and highlight highlight the work that they're doing, um, we often have kind of some visual aids as well on Twitch. So if you are interested in kind of checking out those, we will have links to all this stuff in the kind of description. But also, um, yeah, join us at 7pm on Fridays and we'll, you can see it live. Um, except, can... except for next week. Yeah, yeah, next oh, yeah. week's different. <laughs> Don't worry about that one. Uh, yeah, so the person that I'd like to showcase today is Emma Park. Mm -hmm. um, and Emma uh, currently works as campaign manager at Fourth Floor. Um, she's a creator marketing agency focused, which sorry, the company is a creator marketing agency that's focused on gaming. She's been working in marketing for five years and three of those are in video games. She's got a lot of personal projects going on outside, like you can see here. She's a freelance artist. She's writing a book. She's got plans for a video game herself and she's very recently started streaming. 
Uh, it's really important for me that young women do understand that there's so many ways to work in the video game industry beyond being the person making the games, just as we were saying earlier. Mm -hmm. um, working in agencies is a great way in if people are thinking about it, and it's enabled Emma to collaborate with so many different game developers and publishers from indie to AAA, and it just makes her feel involved in the success of a title because not everybody's sort of going for the top spot, they just want to feel like part of you know the collective. And, I guess seeing mm. your name on the credits is just an amazing feeling like the end of a game. Mm. Um, she's also mentioned that it has introduced into loads of cool, similar-minded people. And I think once you start networking with like other women in the industry as well, you can find some like really good friends because you, you know everyone's kind of got their quirks and stuff. And with things like video games, it's something that people can really relate to and you can chat about mm. for hours, exactly like we do every week. <laughs> um, what we're looking at now is this the website yeah so this is emma's website yeah. um we've got a kind of collection of 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 of, of their artworks and i like they do really cool stuff like here is um for halloween last year they worked with ubisoft to create a bunch of muppets of the rainbow six siege characters which are incredible. <laughs> that's so cool nice big dom there for dom in the chat um this is uh emma, emma k park.com this website if you're interested mm-hmm I think uh, um, be, there should be something in the comments as well, actually, if you have a look. Yeah, I'll just read them out for audio purposes. Um, and if you would like to visit the Twitch, uh, Emma's Twitch channel, that is twitch.tv slash Emma K Park. That's all spelled as you can imagine. And the Twitter account is twitter.com slash Emma K Park underscore art. So there's your links if you'd like to visit. And I strongly recommend you do because what we're seeing now, which unfortunately podcast listeners can't see, is some beautiful stuff. Mm, it's so good. Really? These, these Muppets are fantastic, and I didn't. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm not a, a, a proper Rainbow Six Siege player now because I feel like that's that's a game that's kind of become a whole kind of beast of its own, like League of Legends mm. and stuff, right? Where if you play Rainbow Six Siege, you play Rainbow Six Siege. Um, You're gonna be bad at it until you don't. Until you kind of dedicate enough time <laughs> to just know this in like the depth of this game. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I, I know some of the characters because I did play it a fair amount like when it first came out and like some of this artwork is so cool um, and just kind of fun. It's really, really good, isn't it? So good, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really jealous. I can't, I can't do it. But why, why would you need to when you can commission someone like Emma to do it for you? Exactly. Yep. I love the little avatars as well. I need myself a nice cartoon avatar. That's my next thing. Okay. Um, and some other kind of. Um, I've got some other last bit of news. If you are a, if you are interested in working in games, um, and we were reached out to by uh, the people from the Tentacle Zone, actually. Um, have either of you heard of the Tentacle Zone before? I think so, but I don't think it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 relatively. Um, it's not what you think. Um, the Tentacle Zone is a kind of an incubator for people that kind of are making games and kind of want to take the next step and kind of grow their their, their kind of early stage career and maybe early game early stage studio that they might have, might have created. Um, and they've actually got an open virtual incubator. They're going to shout out for an incubator um, over the next month. So I think uh, if you are if you are making games and you just kind of want a little bit of help to take your game to the next level, um, maybe, right, you made a game that's like a really cool mobile game where you play as a small little yellow circle that wears a helmet and i've got a bladed helmet yeah yeah <laughs> maybe you've made that game and you want to kind of triple your european player base um you could call it <laughs> Metboy or something i don't know they they, they... Are you saying 
incubator then or incubator i couldn't tell if it was a play on words because of like tentacles and octopus and incubators no or if, if it's, it's incubator yeah it's incubator but i mean may, maybe we need to give them some notes maybe it needs to be <laughs> ink with a k um but if you are interested in 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 that then definitely check out their website as well um because i think this could, could just be really cool um I do wonder, like, how did you find out where, what, what neighborhood it was I was moving to, kind of? Because, like, the house is in the tentacle zone. That's where I'm going. That's where oh, I'm living for the next. Uh, wow! Happy uh, coincidence. Yeah. Oh, Incredible. What's, what's the views like at the tentacle zone? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> terrifying, terrifying, but beautiful. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know what? I, I said that was my last bit of news, but I actually have one last bit of news as well. Um, and this one is a is a is, a, is also a pretty cool one. Um, so there's actually a Sheffield kind of a Sheffield band into the red are actually going to be playing a gig tomorrow night for charity. Um, but obviously we're stuck at home, so we're not going to do anything. So we're not we're not going out. You know, there are no gig venues that are open, um, which is very very sad. So they're actually decided to do it in Minecraft. Um, oh, nice. So the, yeah, so this I found out about this like literally an hour before recording. Um, what's it called? I need to find out. What I had it. Um, it is called. I've lost it. I've lost it. Oh no! I need to find out. Somebody find out what this is called. Um, Googling. I'm going to cut this bit out of the podcast. <laughs> so you sound snappy and like well informed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is called Electric Bricknick. Not Electric Picnic, but wow. Electric Picnic. Um, and there's a bunch of, bunch of bands that are basically doing a gig in Minecraft at 5.30pm tomorrow. Um, and you can go and join them in Minecraft. And also they are streaming it as well on twitch.tv slash nohomerecords. Um, which just looks really cool. I love a Minecraft gig. Yeah. I love a, I love a gig in, uh, in any game. Oh, Have I lost you guys? Oh, I'm still here. I can still hear you, Matt. Everyone's here. Uh, oh, the curse of, of, of. Oh no, maybe maybe they can't. I thought I just it. I thought I just stopped hearing Jade. Oh, with your sentence. Uh, that'll be my mic. It won't be Connor's internet. Let's just move past <laughs> what I was saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Sorry, um, I didn't hear it. So we're kind of approaching approaching the end of the uh, the podcast, but um, I suppose what we wanted to talk about, right, was carrying on from our conversation from last week about the best ever Sheffield games, um, mm. but we can't. Because we ran out of time. <laughs> well. Uh, well. But, well. But uh, what I did want to say is that obviously last week we decided that we were going to rank the best ever Sheffield games. So I've just got to stop. My cat's snoring in the background. Um, can you hear that? We can't hear it, but um, I oh, wish I could. could. Yeah. I can't. I don't think my mic cable's long enough. But Oh, oh. wait. She's just woken up. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, back to where we were. I'm going to cut all this out of the recording. I'm probably not. I'm too lazy. Um, but <laughs> but the best ever Sheffield games. We we were talking about this um, or thinking about this because none of us have played some of these games. And maybe yeah. maybe shame on us for being Sheffield residents and Sheffield game fans, but not playing the best Sheffield games ever made. Um, but how can we rank them if we've not played them? So we thought, what about? Um, instead of kind of deciding to rank them right here and now and start knocking some games out, um, why don't we take our time and actually play some of these games and run our own game club as a part of the Sheffield Gaming Podcast and then 
we'll decide on a game we're going to play, and next week we come back and chat about it. How's that sound? Amazing. I would love to. Awesome. Awesome. And then maybe, oh, Doom in the chat has already said yes, so we can have ourselves a kind of a community game, game-a-thon, where we decide on a game. And don't worry if you've not played it for a long amount of time, but maybe in a couple of weeks we'll come back and we'll all talk about the five minutes that we played of our <laughs> Vida Zane Monty. Um, or something it's, like it's- that. It's kind of a, you might describe it as something like a Sheffield Games collective. <laughs> a collective who play Sheffield Games. Wow, when you put it that way, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leah said, can you buy pa- uh, Panda Pops at the tuck stand of Game Club? Oh. Um, and yeah, you can. And Eddie Fuerzy says, Panda Pops? What are Panda Pops? Oh, oh, I'm sure every, everybody in Sheffield that's grown up in the last 20 years has had a Panda Pop, right? This guy's mm-hmm. from Las Vegas. Yeah, no, yeah, Panda Pops have not made their way to, to Las Vegas, I'm afraid. And I don't think they are. <laughs> you don't want they've them. Got, you don't want them. They've got other E-numbers e to, to ingest over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so what, what 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 do we think we should do for the first game? I've, I've, I've thrown up Alphavita saying Monty as a, Mon- is a, a game from the Monty Mole series up on there. But what are we thinking? What what game do we want to do? We want to start off Sheffield Games Collective Game Club with? I one of them, so... Anyone that you want to start with is fine by me. I'm happy to sample them all. Sample them all. I think Alfie's Monty's a good start. Alfie and Monty, should we do that? So um, yeah. we mentioned earlier about the uh, the benefits of emulation. I mean, maybe you have your own ZX Spectrum hooked up at home to an old CRT te- television, but you probably don't. So um, just see if you can find a way to play Alfie and Monty <laughs> in your browser. Well, I don't know. We'll discover. We'll discover a way. <laughs> what I'll do, uh, what I'll do is I'll use a service that I'm I'm pretty sure I don't know, but I'm pretty sure, I assume, like Google Stadia, someone has a machine a specy hooked up yes. to a server that I can then play. Yes. No, actually there's actually a couple of things that, that can do that. Um Antstream Arcade is one. Um so maybe check that out. Um I think there's another one called Pixel as well that was started up by that Atari have partnered up with, but they won't have they won't have uh, Alfie to say Monty. Like I say, like I say, kind of, I don't know much about this stuff. I'm kind of uninformed, so I'll just choose the first option that becomes available and assume it works like that. Oh, I mean, be careful when you're going into those dark depths of the internet. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. Um, Ace, well, let's do that then. All right, so two weeks time. So our, our podcast, not the next week, because we're going to be at the Yorkshire Games Festival, um, but the week after that. Um, the 12th of February we are going to come back and we're going to all have played just a little bit, doesn't have to be that much but just a little bit of Alf Vida Saint Monty and we're going to see where it ranks on our best ever Sheffield Games leaderboard and then throughout the year we're going to start picking up other games and see if any of them can start ranking and hopefully we'll find number one of the best Sheffield game ever. Sound good? Sounds amazing. Leah's put, I'm excited to find out what Monty Mold's crimes were. Um... Same, <laughs> He stole that last star from me in Mario Pie. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to Impossible, where Monty Mold becomes a superhero and has guns. I'm not making this up. <laughs> like I'm not making this up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Ace. Well, uh, we we are out of time. It's eight o'clock. Um, Matt, whereabouts can people find you on the internet if they want to catch up with you? 
Well, first thing you want to do is go to treehousesheffield.com if you are in Sheffield, especially because you can uh, buy games. You can also buy game nights in a box, which is a bunch of mm-hmm. snacks and drinks and uh, beers to go with your games, uh, your board games, um, which of which there are a an absolute ton. Um, and uh, there is a bunch of guidance over there to, for what to play and stuff to play on, over Zoom calls just like this one. Uh, or, you know, it's not a Zoom call, but you know what I mean. Um, uh, online video calling, um, games you can play over that sort of thing. Um, so go over to treehousesheffield.com to find out about all that stuff. Uh, if you want to hear more from me, and heavens know why you would, uh, you can go over to uh, Twitter, of course, at Matt Speaks Words, or you can go over to, to soundcloud.com forward slash life's pitch podcast life's a pitch podcast is my podcast where we pitch movies that will never get made um we just get given titles by uh, the audience which could include you um and uh, if you go over to uh, twitter at life's a pitch show you can give us titles right now um for well actually we usually ask for made up movie titles mm. this week we were inspired by um a, a the snyder cut uh, in that apparently you could, if you don't like a movie you can just do it again so um you we, what we're going to do is we're asking for real movie titles for us to repitch um so we'll be completely rewriting and repitching uh new versions of old uh, movie titles so give us some over there uh, and uh yeah listen to the podcast at um soundcloud.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast or wherever good podcasts are sold are you going to be even like describing the controversial story behind why it had to get made <laughs> remade you know you know what connor yes we are well yeah. I, I, we weren't previously but i are now <laughs> <laughs> awesome and jade where else can people catch up with you uh, you can find me on twitter that's at the Nuxbear. you can find me on twitch that's twitch tv slash Nuxbear. um and also amazing we've got some ember updates coming very soon so emberup.gg soon i'll be able to tell you loads more about it we're getting the ball rolling stuff be happening it's pretty exciting and mm. i can't wait to actually talk about it but mm. <laughs> i can't wait for this it's this, going to be the home of this podcast and i'm excited for when kind of we're able to do that i think that's gonna be really cool awesome and then uh me you can find me on twitter uh, at corona cleon or just anything to do with the national video game museum and the bgi and i suppose games careers week now um so if yeah if anyone wants to talk, to talk about games careers week send me a message uh, otherwise uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye ace awesome sweet cool. um thank you everyone in chat for jumping along um Leah put Tanglewood as the option for the first first Sheffield game. That's probably a good shout. Probably should have done Tanglewood. Um, that was on. Yeah, we'll get it next time. You'll get it next time. That was on. That was on the itch bundle that I think we all purchased of the sixty thousand <laughs> games. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got that. Um, thank you, Eddie, for joining us. And sorry if we confused you about Panda Pops. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Eddie. That's awesome of you. Cheers. I know that we live in different time zones, but it was nice that you came in. Mm, what time is it? What Thank time you. must it be in uh, in Las Vegas now? That's like must he's be told a... me like every time we have a conversation, I ask and I never remember the maths for it. <laughs> Very early in the morning, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it might be. Wait, I can I can do this. I can do this maths. I think it's midday. It's midday. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, Maybe let me Google that. But yeah. Um... <laughs> If you don't Google that, don't, <laughs> don't find out about my <laughs> Trust me on this. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to doing Monty Mole, though. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, I hope you join yeah. us. Um, 
hope Doom. I hope, it, it, I hope Doom's going to join us for a fact. Uh, hopefully Connor, maybe he can join us as well. And I'm sure Tom Batty will be interested in doing this as well. Um, mm. So Ace, well, thank you all in chat, and uh, we'll catch you both, catch you everyone next week. Hope you can join us, uh, maybe for the talks. If not, don't worry, we'll give you the full lowdown of the talks when we're live next week at 4:30 p.m. Um, but Ace, awesome. See you all later and later, chat people. I guess. Bye. Bye. Bye.